Hi, I'm Bill the Counselor. Welcome to The Gentle Podcast, a place to learn new skills to repair wounded relationships and enrich great relationships. I'm a licensed professional counselor with over 40 years experience as a counselor and over 40 years experience being married. If you want to learn how to repair broken relationships, recover from damaging relationships, build new healthy relationships, or to enrich an existing relationship, this is the podcast for you. Hi, Counselor Bill here, your host for another coaching session about healthy relationship to help you repair, build, and enrich your couple relationship skills. Today, I'm going to continue the series on my 3x6 model with the third and last list of six items called the six autonomies. Just to refresh you about the model, the 3x6 model is a relational skill set. Uh, well, three of them, actually. Uh, uh, there are uh, 18 items that are placed in uh, three lists of six items each. And I do that uh, so that they're easily remembered uh, and can be used. Because if you can't remember them, you won't use them, right? Yeah. So let's refresh on those. First is the six positive practices. And uh, that list is to help us uh, balance our personal, mental, and behavioral health. Uh, and uh, the six items on that list are thinking, emotion, behavior, physical uh, positive practice, relationship positive practice, and spiritual positive practice. Uh, the next list, the second of the three, are the six intimacies. And uh, that list is for helping us to produce a balanced, positive adult relationship that's secure, serene, and satisfying. I think we all want that, right? Yeah. And those six intimacies are intellectual, emotional, physical, sexual, spiritual, and difficult. And uh, we covered uh, those two lists in the last two episodes of the podcast. And then for today, uh, we're going to be talking about the six autonomies. And these are used to help us balance the beautiful but intense and sometimes tiring six intimacies in our life. And the six autonomies are psychological, self-esteem, productivity, self-care, decision-making, and solitude. And let's remember that the three of these, uh, that the three of these uh, lists of six items work in tandem with each other to help us keep our relationships healthy, growthful, and enriched. So it's good to remember that these six autonomies not only interact with each other, but they interact with the other 12 items on the other two lists. They all kind of support each other and enhance each other. And that's a good reason to keep the three lists in front of ourselves, uh, to use them all. Uh, when they're all used in tandem, uh, each of them each of them is more successful. So let's proceed, you know, on to these descriptions of these six different autonomies. The first one is psychological autonomy. This is the ability to be able to feel secure when you're alone in your life. The ability to be aware of and make use of your own agency. You know, agency means finding and determining our own direction 
and making decisions about our own direction, our own actions, without the need for other people to do that for us. Uh, psychological autonomy is the absence of shame and self-doubt. Uh, it's a stable platform of self-identity in secure functioning that is, well, independent and autonomous. In short, psychological autonomy is being able to think for yourself, but also being able to be open to other points of view and uh, the ability maybe to change your change your point of view and your opinion when new facts are presented uh, that, that help you do that, that make sense to you. So that's psychological autonomy. The next one is self-esteem autonomy. Now this one, I don't know if it needs too much explanation, but you know, being self, uh, being autonomous in our self-esteem is pretty important. It's really the ability not to need others to validate us, but to validate ourselves. And I think a lot of people are addicted to other validation. Um, lots of folks equate validation with love. Uh, they're always looking for validation. And when they don't get validation, they start to feel bad about themselves. I think it's kind of like the basis of uh, social anxiety or one of the basis of social anxiety uh, is, is this validation addiction that so many of us seem to suffer from. It's great to get validation. I don't want to put validation from others down. That's, that's wonderful. You do something kind and someone thanks you or you do a good job and your boss says, hey, good job. You know, uh, that's really nice to hear. But what happens if you don't have that validation? That's someone there to uh, validate that you're a good person or that you're an interesting person or that you're lovable. Yeah. What do you do if you don't have that? If you don't know how to self-validate? That's why uh, autonomy and self-esteem is so important. It makes for a healthy and confident individual. Uh, the next one I'd like to talk about is autonomy in productivity. Uh, this one might be seem kind of obvious and like, uh, you know, like, gee, Bill, sure, but it's very important. Uh, autonomy and productivity is the ability to independently produce and follow through on tasks, chores, and things like jobs. Um, I don't know if you've ever met a person like that. They can't seem to complete anything unless they have somebody right there beside them, you know, or uh, uh, someone who needs constant supervision in order to complete a task. Yeah. So uh, autonomous productivity is uh, pretty important in long-term relationship, I would say. Um, you want to be able to be with a person in your life in relationship that can be productive that can carry their weight, I guess we might say. Uh, and you don't constantly have to support them in that. They can do that independently. The next uh, autonomy is autonomy in self-care. Now, when I say self-care here, you know, it's the obvious stuff, you know, uh, adequate physical self-care and daily living tasks that you can do independently. Yeah, that's another one that seems, well, that's a little silly, you know, people can dress themselves, feed themselves, right? Take care of themselves. But you'd be surprised at how many people become uh, just like the productivity issue. They don't function very well in their self-care unless they have a partner there 
prompting them to do those things. Yeah. I'm in a position, uh, you know, um, my, my, uh, my lovely wife uh, used to take care of all of my appointments. She was very good at that. She was a case manager by trade, and, and man, she could get stuff done in that way. And I just hate making appointments, especially personal things, dental appointments, doctor's appointments. She used to take care of that for me. I know how. But uh, I got in a bad habit of uh, having her do those things. And when she passed away last year, all of a sudden it was upon me, you know. I had to be able to do those things myself and kind of remember to do those things. Uh, actually, now I, I, I put it on a calendar and have a reminder, you know, on my phone so that I can remember to do those things for my self-care. Uh, so autonomy and self-care is a pretty pretty important characteristic uh, to have or or uh, practice point. The the next uh, uh, autonomy is autonomy in decision making, uh, and of course that's you know self explanatory. The ability to make decisions when decisions are needed all by yourself with no support. Lots of people can't do that. Lots of people have a real hard time making decisions about things. They freeze up. They panic. They make it very, very anxious about making decisions. Uh, and decisions are important in life. Sometimes you're faced with things you have to decide about and you need to decide about. What happens if you don't have somebody there to bounce your decision off of? Then what do you do? Can you validate yourself? Uh, back to self-esteem, right? Uh, can you be productive and take care of yourself and make those decisions? Yeah, it's a pretty important autonomy to have. And then the last autonomy is uh, solitude. Yeah. yeah, that one seems a little odd, doesn't it? Hanging there at the end. Solitude, the ability to be autonomous in solitude. Solitude is autonomy, isn't it? It's uh, the ability not to just tolerate, but to enjoy and be productive when you're completely alone. Yeah. This isn't the same as loneliness. Loneliness and solitude are two different things. Loneliness is painful. Loneliness is uh, feeling bad for yourself. Solitude is taking your alone time and turning it into something beautiful and productive. And while it may have moments of sadness, and loneliness even, uh, you come to recognize that the solitude is a pretty important thing uh, in your life. It, it really helps uh, to keep you calm. It helps you to be productive in so many ways. So if we think of this list of six, just like the other two lists, as a circle, the circle, uh, these circles of, of lists, uh, they circle back on themselves which each, with each successive point dependent and growing out of the one before. Yeah. So in other words, uh, um, self-esteem comes out of psychological autonomy. Productivity comes out of proper self-esteem. Yeah. Self-care comes out of productivity. Decision-making Good decision-making, autonomous decision-making 
comes out of self-care. Solitude then comes out of positive decision-making, the ability to decide to be in solitude and to enjoy solitude. And then the solitude in turn helps you promote psychological autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, in turn, you know, the six positive practices are designed to keep our psychological, emotional, and behavior health at an optimum. Because without that, relationships quickly become stressed and emotionally reactive. The six positive practices, we might say, preserve our integrity as a whole and healthy person. The six intimacies are possible because of the health that the six positive practices afford us. The intimacies flow out of our integrity, allowing us to make a deep connection that can become satisfying and permanent with our partner. The six autonomies act as an important counterbalance to the intensity of the vast and brilliant shine of deep, unfathomable intimacy that we can experience in a healthy, enriched relationship. And then in turn, the six autonomies then circle back and support the items in the six positive practices. So the entire three by six model mutually support each other for personal and relationship healing, stability, growth, and enrichment. So the six autonomies benefit the relationship in multiple ways. First of all, two people that are a team would do well to know each other's skills and job duties, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Cross-training is a good idea uh, because you cross-train in long-term relationship for the inevitable time when each person may have to step up and take the other's role on for the team. Yeah. Healthy long-term relationship really is not 50-50. I know a lot of people say, uh, relationship's 50-50. No, it's not. Nope. Uh, in my book, it's two people who have made a commitment to each other and the relationship uh, to be always working together for 100% in the relationship. Yeah. So sometimes we need to step up and do 80 or 90% because our partner can only do 20 or 10%. Sometimes we may even have to step up and do more. But with the autonomy practice and attention to autonomy, we will know uh, our partner's job and our partner will know our job. And so we're interchangeable. And that's really, really ideal. The autonomies act also as a stimulus for personal growth aside from couplehood and couple growth. When we grow individually, you see, in autonomy, we have good and interesting things to bring back to the relationship so it doesn't get boring or dry. Uh, and that in turn, hopefully, our own growth, autonomous growth, stimulates our partner to do their own growth. And that, of course, then, if both people are growing, it helps the couple to grow as well. Ultimately, the six autonomies help us prepare for that time in our life when we may find ourselves alone because of the debt. Sorry, I stumbled <laughs> because this is true of me. Ultimately, the six autonomies help us prepare for that time in our life when we may find ourselves alone because of the death of our beloved. It's a comfort to know that I'm competent and functional 
in most all needed areas of life, even though my partner is gone. I would want the same for you. All six of the autonomies need to be attended to. You have to attend to all six of them uh, one way or the other. you got to pay attention to them. Because if one of the six intimacies is unbalanced, it tends to unbalance them all. And remember, uh, you know, if one list is out of balance, it's going to throw them all out of balance. Yeah. So all three lists we need to be paying attention to and practicing. The six positive practices, the six intimacies, and the six autonomies. Yeah. It's a good model. It's one that I've used for years in my personal life, and I have helped other people learn and actually prescribed to my clients for all kinds of things in their life, not just their, uh, not just their uh, relationship, but uh, for their depression, their anxiety, their stress disorder, their parenting issues. Uh, all three of these lists have great implications far and beyond just committed adult relationship yeah so thanks for listening today i hope you got some valuable ideas on how not just to maintain your relationship but ideas on how to enrich your relationship with your beloved if my episodes are helpful to you please consider supporting me with a buck or two uh, my hope is to be able to continue to widen the audience i have for the show and help as many people as possible to craft, to craft relationships that are secure, serene, and deeply satisfying. You can catch me on YouTube. The uh, channel there is called Gentle Counseling. You can check out my webpage, gentling.org, or on Facebook, uh, uh, Gentling is the page. And uh, I think on, well, on the webpage and on uh, the Gentling Facebook page, You'll see uh, links to uh, some of my writings. I have free writings online at a place called hubpages.com. Uh, and you can also see the links uh, for my published books, uh, which are all on uh, Amazon. Okay? So thank you. Thank you for your time today. Hey, the next time uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about end of relationship. going to be transitioning here a little bit from from uh, really positive aspects of relationship to more difficult aspects. And uh, we're going to be talking also about how the stuff that we've, we've talked about before uh, in the podcast, the healthy stuff, uh, how you can use that healthy stuff as a means to deal with difficulties in relationship. So the next episode is going to be about ending of relationship in all kinds of different ways, breakups, for example, uh, and death and um, uh, uh, emotional ends of relationship as well. Until then, again, thank you so much for listening. Bye now.